Welcome back to NBD. Um, today I'm here with Kayliana, or as I like to call her, K Nasty. I did not come up with that nickname, but it fits. Yeah, shout out Keith. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about um, different approaches to life because I feel like me and Kayliana have a very different approach to life. And while I often feel like my approach is the right way, it definitely seems like Kayliana is, I don't want to necessarily say happier than me, but more, <laughs> more at peace in her life. And I'm jealous and I want to, I want to, I want to be better. I want to do better. So I guess, first of all, I just want to ask you what you think makes us different. Okay. So we actually have a lot of similarities, but I think what makes us different is, um, so I am pretty calculated with what I do, but I think that I'm just a bit more accepting of the fact that it never works that way. And I'm super open to change. I think that's the main thing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you said that in a lot more critical of a way than I thought you would. <laughs> the way I would describe it, even though on, under, underneath, on, if you like pull back the surface, you're right. But how I would describe it is Kayliana is chill, and I have never been chill once in my life. <laughs> True. And um, so first of all, I just want to, like, bring up a couple times where you responded to a situation with just hippie vibes, and <laughs> I did not. So, and it went with, during these instances, I remember thinking, like, I was just flabbergasted that you could react that way and I wish so hard that I could react that way okay I'm excited to hear these so Kay Nasty and I used to work together and one time we had this huge catering order and for smoothie bowls and we had to make like a hundred <laughs> smoothie bowls yeah. and um so I was there first and Kayliana was late which is a very typical of me yes I was actually late just now so. yeah you were um but I knew you were gonna be so you weren't really late um but so I started making them and like on my third smoothie bowl the blender died <laughs> and it was right as she was walking in and I I just looked at her and like told her that the blender died like honestly on the verge of tears and she just looked at me and like cracked up and that's happened many times where I've been really stressed out and you've just laughed. And honestly, a lot of times when people are really chill in stressful situations, it can make me kind of like angry because I'm like, why do you not have this sense of urgency that I have? Or why are you not taking this seriously? And I guess maybe I've been irritated by you before, but really normally when you do it, I'm just like, sometimes it kind of takes the stress away and I'm just like, okay, it's not that serious. But mostly I'm just shocked and I'm like, how is this not like scary? Like, how are you not terrified right now? And then the other time is when we first met um, and you said that you were getting your degree in philosophy, which is also what I was getting one of my degrees in. And... I have wasn't really planning on using my philosophy degree for my career. It's just something I was interested in. But I did want to know how I could because I'm very stressed out about my career. And I remember asking you, like, oh, what are you going to do with that? And you were like, I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of living my life. Like, <laughs> I, like you have your business and you mentioned that. But, like, you, you, it wasn't like, oh, I'm focusing on my business. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was just like whatever life brings me and I was just like oh okay <laughs> like I'm yeah <laughs> I'm freaking out and I want to and I think it does come I think the biggest thing for me is the uncertainty I am not okay with uncertainty it freaks me out but you seem to be a little bit accepting of it which is something that I do strive to do um but I guess my first question here is uh have you always been this way or was do you think there were some parts of your life that made you that way 
So I think that I have pretty much always been this way. Um, I think that um, when I was a kid, my dad was pretty like he's a military dad so you know how that goes he was like very technical super like controlling no offense dad if you see this (laughs) and just very strict and then on the other end my mom was super laid back and super just like whatever um she liked taking naps and she wasn't really pressed about our grades I mean she would like do like times tables with us and stuff before we would like get a snack after lunch like she would apply things like that but for the most part she's just happy to be here and was just whatever so I feel like I just like saw both of those extremes and saw that life could be either way and on one end you know I want to be super laid back and relaxed but at the on the other end I also do like I have goals and I have things that I want to accomplish but like I don't know, just somewhere in between that, they did something right, and I just feel like any time that I start to, like, go to one end where I'm taking life too seriously, nothing's working out for me. Even when it comes to, like, trying to be somewhere on time, I'll get up super early, I'll do everything I need to do, and then somehow, like, I'm just stuck behind a truck, like a semi-truck that takes 15 minutes to reverse into a parking lot. Like, just something always happens, and then, like, you know, you can either approach it by being upset and being like, oh my God, this always happens. Or you can just be like, I should have known like anything can happen. No matter what I do, anything can come out of this. And so I just feel like I just like anytime I get too in, like anytime I'm too lazy too. like anytime I'm too laid back, it bites me in the ass. It comes back to me. So it just keeps me on my toes. I just feel like my life just pushes me to always like go with whatever the flow is. You know, I think I'm glad you mentioned the being too laid back and then it it makes you lazy because I think that's kind of one of the reasons I'm so high strung is because like I feel like if I'm not then I'll just never get anything done at all but what I do find interesting is that I do think we're really similar in a lot of ways like I feel like you take initiative you like do your own things you're hardworking, and I always feel like if I'm not Um, incredibly strict with myself that I'll just be like a waste of space and not do anything but I like that you say that there that really what you're doing is finding a middle ground it's Mm -hmm. not that you're just like everything's fine so um obviously this is a silly question I know the answer to it but like do you ever experience anxiety yes I do but I think that I experience anxiety in a different way um my anxiety stems from a lot of irrational things. Uh, okay. Anything rational does not yeah, scare me. Yeah, all my anxiety is rational. Yeah, so. nothing rational really scares me. Like, it's like super weird, irrational things. Um, let me try to come up with an example. Like, for example, if I... Okay, like, if I'm about to do, like, public speaking or something... I'm not scared to speak. I'm not scared I'm going to stutter. I'm not afraid that I'm going to forget my lines, nothing like that. My anxiety is that I'm going to eat shit on stage or that I'm going to pee myself. Like, just something super out of the ordinary random. Like, that's the kind of anxiety I have. So I think that it doesn't really, like, get in the way of what I'm doing because it's just so irrational that, like, it just doesn't. You know what I mean? Yes. I also... I also feel anxious about those types of things. (laughs) Um, So something that happens to me is it'll be like every – I mean, it depends on my current mental health, but normally like every month or so, because I'm so strict with myself, there'll be like just one day where I like snap and I just like break down. Normally I'm like crying. Sometimes like it's like a panic attack, but like I just have these like – huge like oh my god like my life I don't know what I'm doing with my life I'm a piece of shit like do you ever have that so yes I do but um whenever like realistic things like that start to overwhelm me I think that I just like quickly will start like compartmentalizing it into smaller issues and then resolving them one by one So, for example, if I feel like I have no purpose, 
I think, well, what does purpose mean? First of all, like what even is a purpose? Like I'll just sit there and be like, well, what is like, what is this that I'm even afraid of? And then I, you know, obviously having a purpose is a super subjective thing. And then I'm like, well, what would I want my purpose to be? And then I can start filling in those blanks and then saying like, well, I've already fulfilled these things. And like, I already am on the track to doing these things. And I think that like, that's pretty much how I resolve those huge, like emotional breakdowns that I like could start to have. And I feel like, um, even on a like let me try to think of like a smaller scale something that happens more frequently would be like um like money money is a huge issue we all have anxiety about money I Sydney always asks me how (laughs) I'm not tripping about money um because she works like (laughs) two seconds every month (laughs) I just think that like um you know people say in a super vague way like oh you create your own reality you know whatever you put out is what you get in and it's easy to say that but to practice it is a whole other thing and I think that like say your funds are low and you're just sitting there and you're like how am I gonna pay my rent at the end of the month if I were in that position I'd be like okay well that's at the end of the month I'm not like I'm not I'm not at the end of the month yeah I'm not there right now I'm here today so what can I do today and I can either chill and stop tripping because that's not gonna affect me right now anyways or I can just plan out my month and plan out how I'm going to fill in those blanks and I just feel like I just always take whatever the big issue is figure out where I am right now and just do what I can right now and if that means I just need to take a nap I'm gonna take a nap that is, first of all, the best, the best response I've ever gotten in in this kind of problem because that's also how my brain works. Like, I feel like it comes from like philosophical reasoning. Like mm-hmm. that, for me, anytime I'm stressed, I need everything to be broken down in a logical manner, and that is kind of normally also my train of thought when I'm like fixing it because I do. I don't just like spiral and then not do. Yeah, anything. spiraling's not forever. I I I do. So that's exactly my thought process, but it just comes after like <laughs> some tears. Yeah, three hours of crying, <laughs> like <laughs> telling my loved ones I'm gonna die. Like it just so, but it seems like it's a little bit more immediate for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I I cannot handle um, being stressed. That's something that like when I think about what do I want in life, well, I want to feel chill and I want to be happy. So I resolve that as fast as I can before any material thing is my emotions. Okay, so what about, I want to know, I think something that's really hard for me is putting a lot of pressure on myself, Mm -hmm. and that means I get mad at myself a lot. Do you get angry with yourself? No. I don't get mad at myself because (laughs) uh, I just don't see anything to be mad at. I don't know. Um, If you could dissect it further, I could give you a better answer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, I guess this is, like, a small example. Like, if I come to my car and I see I have a parking ticket, it could be, like, a cheap one, like, $25. I am, like, on the wrong day, like, I'm in tears immediately. And it's not – it's because, like, I'm, like, I should have – like, because I can, like, bring myself back to the moment when I parked there. And I can be, like, if I just would have done this – this wouldn't have happened. Oh, now this is $25 that I won't have that I would have had if I wasn't such an idiot. Like, it's just, it can, so like as small as a parking ticket. Okay, that's a good example. Um, <laughs> I guess it's because I don't see everything in terms of like my position in the situation. It's more of a whole, the whole situation. So, if I get a parking ticket, yeah, I'm pretty pissed and I'm pretty upset. But um, honestly, my initial thought is I'm not paying that. But the, <laughs> but I, I will pay it. But first, I, I'm just, like, crossing my arms, like, I'm not paying that. But, like, who I'm mad at is definitely not me. I'm mad at the fact that I had nowhere else to park <laughs> and that it, that person drove by and like happen to drive by my car at that moment like that's where that's like where I take it and then I'm just like well I did the best I could I didn't have enough time to find somewhere else to park like I feel like I'm very forgiving of my own mistakes and I just accept that you know it happened that way and 
you know, what's 20 bucks? What's $65? Like, I'm just going to not waste that on food this month. Okay, so that's interesting because I always feel kind of guilty blaming things on other people. Um, But I feel like maybe there are some circumstances like that where if I'm just like, oh, like, screw that parking guy like it would (laughs) it would probably be a lot less on my personal psyche yeah and it's not just like I'm not just pointing fingers it's just like it wasn't all me that caused this right you know and even if it was and this again takes me like months after the occurrence to realize like even if I did mess up like you always I always have to do that thing I did I started doing this in middle school where I'm like okay is this gonna matter in 10 years Mm-hmm. Is it going to matter in five years, one year? And sometimes it won't even matter the next day. Exactly. And and that's how I've kind of like tricked myself into not being so angry at myself. But so can you think of a time? Fuck. Did it die? <laughs> yes, but it's okay. All right. Sorry for that interruption. Um, I ran out of storage because I'm a piece of shit. Um, but anyways, uh, back to our conversation. Where were we? I forget. Perfect. We were um, talking about parking tickets and blaming other people. And then- Oh, yeah. I wanted to know about a time when you were mad at yourself. Just It could have been when you were eight years old. Just- I have a great time where I was mad at myself. Okay. I was mad at myself for being in a bad relationship for five years. Oof. <laughs> I can relate to that one. <laughs> and it took me a long time to forgive myself and... Um, yeah, actually, that experience. I even forgive the other person, and we get along now, despite everything that's happened. And that has taught me a lot about forgiveness, especially within... Because at first, the all the feelings that I had, all negative feelings, I thought were towards that person. And then after journaling and reflecting and thinking, I realized I was just mad at myself. And really? For everything? <laughs> yeah. Everything. And for, like, putting up with it? For allowing it, yeah. Yeah. And for, um, you know, you look at a situation and you see it from your eyes and you see, like, this person did this to me or this person, like, said this and that to me. But then when you, like, look through their eyes, you know, it's like, well, maybe they took something that I did a certain way where they thought it was okay to do this or that because I didn't communicate my needs properly or I didn't communicate my boundaries I just used body language or um I was passive about certain things or I beat around the bush because I like I'm the kind of person where in relationships I expect from a partner which I don't have a partner right now be like because I'm looking for someone (laughs) I'm looking for a partner who wants to do things for me certain things that I like want and I can look back and see in my past relationship where I wanted him to know that it should be obvious that he should be respecting me or for do these things for me or want to help me with something or whatever and um yeah so there was you know on the other end there was certain things where I fell short for my own self and once I started realizing that that also made me even more upset with myself because I'm like why am I like this why would I allow that or why would I not speak up and why did I why do I not know how to communicate this and Um, Yeah, so it took me over a year to even come to that conclusion and realization and to start forgiving myself instead of focusing on trying to forgive them. Because when you're upset with another person, you know, that's just hurting yourself. And once you forgive them, you know, you think that goes away. But then that's not true because you need to forgive yourself as well. And so I think that that alone had taught me, like, just I feel like for the rest of my life I'm, which is probably not true, but I'm set on, like, forgiving myself for any mistake I make and also when you can forgive yourself you can really forgive anyone for anything wow (laughs) beautiful um so I I'm pretty good at I think I'm pretty good at forgiving other people but I think it comes to a point where I forgive people too much where I it's really just a lack of boundary setting and I wondered for yourself and for others how do you balance forgiveness with accountability so when someone does you dirty or when you make a mistake 
that you know you're better than how I'm just really restating the question for you but um like how can you hold yourself accountable so you can do better in the future and how can you hold another person accountable so they know that they can't treat you like that I think um I'll start with other people it is your choice to engage with someone that falls short and that does not respect your boundaries and if someone has already done it once you can expect them to probably do it again because they're their own person and you're consciously choosing to engage with someone that may or may not have this behavior pattern and it has nothing to do with you and anything that a person does um, is just a reflection of themselves and that's something I had to learn the hard way as well and like the best way to conceptualize that is when you're talking about someone or an instance and you're like yeah if it was me I would have never done that and like that's exactly the point like you're not them so how can you expect your own behavior and your own thought patterns out of someone else And then when it comes to forgiving yourself, um, the one thing that's important is to always, like, do your best job at everything that you do. And also understand, like, and if you're consciously always doing your best, then you can move on to understand that every day your best is different. And even every moment, your best job is different. You might be exhausted. You might be emotional. You might be stressed. And so... Doing your best job is not going to be your best at the best day of your being. So I think that helps me a lot with forgiving myself for falling short. Okay. Um, This kind of brings us into a talk about boundaries, which is perfect because I wanted to ask you about that too. I feel like you are really good at setting boundaries and I am not always the best at setting boundaries and I feel like that probably contributes to some of the reasons why I'm stressed out all the time and you're not as stressed. Um... So one thing I want to talk about is in your work. So I noticed that you will, if if I realize I have, if someone wants to make plans with me on a day when I'm scheduled to work, I'm like, oh, well, I can't because I have to work. But for you, like, I think you had, like, an event or something at the end of the week, and I asked you to do something during that week, and you just, like, said, no, I can't. Because, like, you knew you had that event and you wanted to prepare for it. And you probably weren't preparing for that event every second. Mm -hmm. But you just knew that you needed that time. But I always have this feeling that I have to do something if I'm available. Like, if I'm working Mm -hmm. two jobs in one day and I'm helping my friend move, but I'm, like, free between – like, I have, like – a two-hour window of freedom and someone asks me if I'm available to do something and it's during that time, I feel like I have to say yes because I am free during that time. So how are you able to allow yourself, first of all, to know that you can't overschedule yourself and then secondly to make that just or make that declaration that you're not available? So I used to be very, um, very go 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 and um just like I wanted to do everything I wanted to hang out with my friends and you know just do everything I possibly can get every experience out of life that's the way I was seeing it It wasn't more of like um you know oh this is my schedule I can fit that in so I should like I have an obligation but kind of the same vibe like I just was like all right I want to do everything I possibly can because you know what if I die tomorrow or like you know I only get one life what if I regret not doing that But I think that I have fallen into a new phase of my life over the past couple years where I am just, like, really serious about what I want and what I need. And um, what I don't want is to be stressed. And so if I – and I've, I've, you know, through trial and error, I've realized, you know, if I have a big event in a week or in two weeks, um, I also like to – be silly and walk around and just enjoy my time doing nothing I also you know might work a a shift (laughs) or so yeah maybe one shift that week you know so and I might want to take a day to clean I might want to like meditate or journal you know there's just certain things for me just just for me that I want to do and so without even knowing what I'm going to do that week I just make the decision that like yeah, I'm probably going to need more me time or I'm, I don't know. So it's something, it's kind of like that. Like I just, I'm just thinking about me and if there is, and I'm also really spontaneous and you know that. So 
if and you say that's just a part of your nature not necessarily something that you're like you just you don't like try to be spontaneous you yeah just it's are. definitely okay. a part of my nature so there could be I could turn down plans and then that day comes around and I'm like I want to do that and I'm feeling really energetic today I would like hit that person up and be like hey did you still want to do that I'm actually open today so I think that I just run better when I don't have an obligation and when I don't have something planned and um, just that feeling alone of being free makes me more inclined to do more things more spontaneously but if I feel like if I schedule something I I kind of feel trapped so I just I just like to just turn down plans now when I was younger you know like maybe a few years ago I would just like accept all the plans and then flake the last minute but I'm not like I'm not a flaky person like I don't like to be that way it's just like I'll get overwhelmed and I'm like I just can't do this and so I like to just be free and have a free open schedule and then like just do things as the day comes and just whatever feels right I just do in that moment it's so funny because when it comes to social plans I'm the same way Mm -hmm. where like I I want all my friends to tell me about their parties Mm -hmm. or if they have plans or they want to include me on something and then I'm just like okay like that sounds like fun and like I don't like to say I I never that's the thing I don't like to flake either Mm -hmm. I I in in fact I won't if I say I'm gonna do something I do do it which we do the um pop in and pop out she's familiar yes yes um like almost to a fault when there are times when like I'm so stressed out and there's supposed to be something fun I'm going to and I told someone I would be there and I really should just be like hey and anytime I have done it like flaked last minute my friend has always been like no like that's totally fine yeah it's never actually a problem but it feels like it's gonna be a problem it feels like you're letting people down Mm -hmm. so I do like to but I but sometimes I don't like that because if I don't tell someone I'm gonna be there and I feel like you don't have this as much because you're more of an extrovert than me but then the time comes like I'm showered I'm like I could go to the thing but I didn't tell them I would be there and it's like, oh, I could just stay home instead. So I like to push myself to say I will be there. But I guess I just need to learn to find the balance to where I can mm-hmm. say I'm going to be there. And then if I decide not to go, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But um, I like what you said about you like to think about what you want out of life. And um, I feel like I am always thinking about what I want out of life. And I set um, intentional goals for myself. And I feel like if I don't do the stuff that I said I was going to do now, like, I won't reach those goals. So I wondered about the goals you have for your life long-term or if you never really make long-term goals and what what kind of goals those are and how you work towards them now while still living in the moment. So um, I would say, like, my long-term goals are very fluid. I have, like, um, emotional goals, and then I have material goals. I, like, as far as the emotional goals go, I just want to feel at peace. I want to resolve any pent-up emotions um, that I have or any, like, trauma or anything that I've buried away because I think that I spent a large chunk of my life um, just stuffing things down and not tending to things that are actually very important. And so... um, my long-term goals are to just really be at peace and uh material things that also would bring me to that state would be um having a lot of land having living somewhere warm and with a lot of grass and nature and so it's a very like subjective thing but the way I like would envision that I would probably live outside of the country Um, I don't have a destination in mind because I don't think that I have enough knowledge or education on that to make a goal out of it, like to make a firm, um, concrete decision. And so I like to like limit myself, um, like I don't want to call it a limit, but limit myself to what I know because that's how you make realistic goals. And if I don't know exactly what something would look like or how something works, then I don't put too much pressure on that. And I try to keep it really fluid because it can change at any moment. And also I think that who I am changes all the time too. Like I, even a year ago, I probably was a completely different person. I feel like I'm constantly changing. So I don't put a lot of pressure on long-term goals because like, for example, 
what I used to want when I was 21, it has nothing to do with what I want now. So I don't really, I don't try to look too far. I try to just enjoy right now because the seeds that you're planting right now will, will bloom in the future. Okay. I have a lot, I have a couple things, so let's hope I don't forget anything. So first of all, um, I'm just going to go with what I really want to talk about. I, I like that idea of not focusing too much on long-term girls goals because they change because that happened to me um Mm -hmm. when I went to college for my the first time I went to college for something I had been working towards my whole like childhood yeah and then I felt like if when I when my goals changed it didn't feel like oh my goals are changing it felt like oh I'm giving up on my life goal Mm -hmm. and I it took me a long time to accept that no what you want just changes and I feel like that comes from, like, my parents. They always seemed unhappy with their life, like many boomers and Gen Xers like most. are. <laughs> um, Let's be honest, like most. Where it's like either they didn't live up to their p- potential or they never really pursued what they really wanted. So I thought that because my goals were changing, I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to end up just like them and I'm not pursuing what I really want. So I think that's a really important point. And then I was going to ask if you think that your demeanor and approach to life is specific to your goals. For example, do you think you could have that same approach to life if you wanted to be a doctor? I think so, but um, it depends, I guess, on what kind of career path as a doctor I'd want to be in. Um, If I wanted to be a surgeon... Obviously, I'm going to have to work more than one day a month. Maybe. Maybe Maybe two. Maybe two, (laughs) yeah. Um, So, and that just depends on what, like, I'm comfortable with and what makes me happy. And if, um, for example, if I want to be a surgeon and what would make me happy is being a surgeon, then I would be happy to put in the work to do that. If, does that make sense? Yes. So, okay. I feel like one of the reasons I am the way I am, not to put the blame on anyone else, <laughs> but we live in a society. And, right. um, like, when you're younger and people, parents and teachers encourage you to think about what you want to do with your life, what they mean is how do you want to make money? Exactly, yeah. And that's something that I've had to train my mind out of too because it's not about money. The people that you see who are making money, you have no idea what's going on in their mind. And what's going on in your mind is your reality. So your reality, other people's perception of your reality could be you're rolling in money. You know, you have three wives and you're traveling all the time and you're on TV, whatever. But like their reality is whatever they're perceiving and you have no idea what they're perceiving. Facts. <laughs> um, yeah, and I feel like, yeah, we just never take the time to think about. I talked a little bit about this with Fiona. Like, we never take the time to think about, like, oh, where do we want to live? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe some people think about if they want kids or if they want to be married, but th- that's it. That's just job, married or not, kids or not. And there isn't, there isn't any other thought to how you want to be as a person and I think that really um hindered me because I wanted to do the right thing so I wanted to like pick a career and then work towards it but then I completely forgot that I also wanted happiness and to and even if I'm doing what I love for a living that's not the only thing that can bring me happiness um you talked about wanting land or wanting to live in another country. Have you ever thought about, and I can't, there's a, it, it's like an acronym, but it's like this program where you can go um, live in like, in like a host family's house and like you help do the work like gardening. And it's actually only four to six hours a day, which I think is not much considering like mostly you work eight hours and then they, they don't pay you, but they have like your meals and you like experience the culture have you would you ever consider that I would consider that um yeah I've actually heard of a lot of things and I have heard of things like that um I would consider that the only thing about that I think is the obligation or like uh 
<laughs> the um work not well <laughs> well I mean, it is. not even the work because i actually really enjoy outdoor work and like real labor which a lot of people are surprised to hear me say that but i do like like getting out there and getting dirty but um what is the word for like when you're in a relationship and you're like commitment <laughs> it's <laughs> the commitment part is what uh would maybe give me some you can do it for like as short as like one week or two weeks okay okay but yeah yeah i i i was considering that like two days ago when i learned what it was (laughs) and (laughs) was stressed out about my future goals i was like maybe i'll just travel the world helping people (laughs) randomly yeah maybe i'll just start maybe i'll just join someone else's family yeah yeah (laughs) it seems so much easier um okay um I, I guess I did want to talk a little bit. Oh, do you get, how do you, you kind of talked about your relationship and, um, but I guess I'm asking more about your like friendships and your friendships. Do you get anxious about those, either the longevity of them or the um, stability of them, security, or do you ever worry about, um, like your friends being mad at you no I never do because (laughs) I know that this is a common thing that people go through and I I can understand where it's coming from because I I know that this happens but no I never get anxious about people being mad at me or wondering like how long am I gonna be friends with this person or like is this friendship worth it like I never none of that crosses my mind the only thing that I would maybe get anxious about is if I feel like I may be falling short with like making sure that they know that I care about them enough like um you know if I get really caught up and I'm aware that this person has like more emotional needs or something like that and I feel like I'm kind of lacking on that and I'm aware of it and um I can think that they may be thinking something's fizzling or something like that um like that'll cross my mind but I just check in with them and I mean that's pretty much as much reassurance as I need is I'll just check in and be like hey I miss you I love you like just letting you know I'm thinking about you and yeah that's pretty much it but um I don't feel that way because uh like I said I've learned that any feeling that anyone else has or any perception they have has everything to do with them and what's going on in their mind and has nothing to do with me and my behavior um and like you know for example if you're in a relationship and uh you get cheated on you might forgive them but if you reverse it and you cheat on them they may never forgive you and that's just the same thing like how someone reacts to something has nothing to do with you it's just who they are I feel the exact same way and in friendships and relationships I always go by that or any anyone I'm never gonna assume someone's angry with me unless they tell me that they're angry with me because it just doesn't get anything done and we talked a little bit about that in the last episode with Maddie if you hadn't haven't seen that but I know that that's where it seems based on based on really just the data I've gathered talking to friends and looking at social media that seems like I kind of have something else to say about it okay I just thought of so Also, I have learned that, like, if there's something that someone else does that makes me upset, it is either an expectation that I've set without telling them that they have, like, fallen short with or um, a boundary that I didn't set that they broke through, um, or it is me judging myself through them because I'm judging how I would feel about me if I did that, and so with that information like that is why I never like worry about how someone else feels about me because however they feel about me is how they feel about themselves if they were me you know if they were in my shoes and they did that they would be judging the fuck out of themselves but they're not me and that's their own problem Uh, but obviously I would acknowledge their feelings and everything but like I it wouldn't hurt me understood I feel like a lot of the ways you're answering these questions come back to yourself and your own wants needs goals and that's basically what I've been working on for the past I'd say like five years of focusing on what I want and what I need what would you say to people saying that that comes from a place of either privilege or um selfishness or a lot of people point out the critique that the western world is so individualist and there's like 
a lot and I feel like you this is something you practice is like in a lot of other cultures do things more as a community and I feel like you're a, a community person mm-hmm. so how would you respond to people saying that that focus on yourself is comes from a place of like ego egocentric behavior well judgment in general is from the ego so so the, the fact that they're saying so it. That, the fact <laughs> they're saying it means that they need to dig deeper yes uh that's actually exactly how I feel if you can't understand a concept like that like I used to not be able like I would speak it and I would tell myself that when like someone would hurt me I'd be like if this is just like this is a me thing I need to work through it it's pulling out one of my insecurities but like I wouldn't really understand it and it's taken me a long time to get to that point but you just you got to dig deeper you just got to try harder to figure out why that hurts you and why you are wanting this from this person and why this person has that much power over you um and I am a very community oriented person and like I definitely um like take pride in my friendships and like all the relationships that I have and they're extremely important to me but um when it comes to like your emotional state and your needs like that's definitely a you thing and no one can really fulfill that it's something that you just have to fix on your own I always think about how like you're born into this world alone and you're gonna die alone even if you don't die physically alone like you're the only person that's with you all the time and And you're the only person having the perceptions that you're having like you're the only person like you know if an altercation happens between you and your friend and then there's like people watching like every single person that tells the story is going to tell it from their point of view and they're going to interpret things differently and like even like if you tell your friend like hey this happened like their reaction might be different than yours like you might tell them a story that you thought was really negative and they're like oh my god that's awesome like everybody just takes everything their own way you know like and I feel like you can like go to your friend and tell them something like that to seek validation and maybe you can feel validated if they agree with you Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day the only validation you're ever going to get is the one that comes from yourself exactly and yeah that's it's that's one of the reasons people always say like you need to love yourself and I find myself sometimes getting frustrated with things like why can't this person do this why do I always have to be the one to do it why do I but then I started to feel so comforted by the fact that I'm the only I'm gonna be with myself for the rest of my life and if I'm the only one I can count on that's pretty good because I'm gonna be here for me the whole time exactly and when I feel that way like gosh I just wish someone would do this for me or gosh I just wish I had someone for this or that um I definitely check myself quickly and I'm like well I'll do it like well I just I'll do it and I feel totally comfortable with that like if I want something I'll go get it if I need something I'll take care of it yeah and before now I do everything alone and I love it I just love being by myself but I I remember like wanting to do something or if there'd be an event and I'd be like I have no one to go with but now I'm just like okay then I'll go alone exactly and I mean that's something not everybody is that way and that's totally fine but I think that everyone should at least try to practice um their own individuality like you don't have to just remove yourself from your community and start being alone or anything but like it is very important to be comfortable with yourself and to to know yourself you know and to nurture yourself okay so I was gonna ask for some general advice but I feel like you've you've given a lot of that and I and I know it and I can hear it so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dive deep and tell you about my biggest anxieties in life right now and I just want to hear what you have to say okay I'm ready so I just graduated college a couple weeks ago congrats (laughs) and um I my lease here ends in August and I'm planning on moving to uh California Los Angeles area um with one of your roommates now and I'm trying to pursue, you know, a career in, like, television production, streaming production, podcast production, um, and I have money saved, but it's not going to last forever. I've been applying to jobs, haven't, I mean, I wasn't expecting to, but I haven't heard from anything, like, I'm likely going to end up having to go without having a job yet. Right, right. And I'm terrified. (laughs) I'm really scared, just because it's so far away, obviously, you know, how I feel about money I'm always anxious about money and I'm honestly not afraid about living with 
who I'm living with, even though I don't know them as well as most people know their roommates, I think, before they live. I think it's going to be really good for me, actually, to just, like, force myself to, like, I I think it's going to actually do really well to cut through some of my routine and and scheduling and planning and and control. I think it, it comes from... I think all of my problems come from my need to control everything. So I think it'll be good for me to lose that control. But I am just really nervous about my future and if it's all going to work out. And so, yeah, what what do you have to say? Any comforting words? So um, comforting and also uncomfortable thing to say is that nothing ever works out how you expect it to. And that's on every scale. Like, you can literally order food from a restaurant and they're they can just mess it up you can say exactly what you need and then get something you didn't order like you never know what's going to come out from what you put into life and um I think that like I always say like I've been saying this since high school I'm like every day's a surprise like I have no idea what's going to happen I every where I'm at right now I would have never guessed like I I just you never know so you can only do so much to plan and to be ready and be prepared, but once you get there, you might walk into a building and meet someone and get a job through them. Like, you just never know, so the only way to look at it is to be excited, is how I feel. And also, um, I think that it is very important to be uncomfortable and uh, to do things that make you uncomfortable because that's the only way that you can grow and that's the only way that you can push yourself to be a better person if you just do what makes you comfortable and you just stick within your boundaries you're not changing you know and you're not gonna be at your full potential and there will be things that won't work out and that'll make you feel like shit but that's how you learn how to not make that mistake again you know what I mean yeah there's this um this guy, he was on Shark Tank, and he's, like, you know, so he's, like, super, like, CEO, businessy, and he wrote one of those, you know, like, motivation books, but he said something that I keep reminding myself, which is that, like, you should be terrified and scared, like, that's how, like, and, and that's how, I don't know, you become a CEO on Shark Tank, I don't know, uh, but, <laughs> for, uh, but that's something that's been helping me, is just knowing, like, my fear is a good thing because it means I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and trying something new. And then also along with the lines – sorry, my, my foot falls asleep every <laughs> single time and I have to act like everything's okay, but it's not. Um, but um, about what you said about um, every day is a surprise, I always tell myself – I always realize after things happen that um, – they were exactly what needed to happen for me to get to a certain place. Like, it, and it feels like it was meant to happen. Mm-hmm. And whether you believe in that or not, everything, you know, there's the phrase, everything happens for a reason. And people are always like, that's stupid. Like, everything, everything doesn't happen for a reason. Like, this horrible thing happened. Like, why did that happen? Like, yeah, like, you can say that. But the truth is, everything does happen for a reason because something had to cause, cause it to happen. Mm-hmm. So it literally did. But also, like, it's just, when I look back on my life, like, everything happened perfectly to land me where I am today. So why would I not think that that would just continue to be the case? Exactly. Yeah. Like, even with working, like, where we met at the smoothie shop, like, I was not, when I got that job, I was not expecting to be there long. I was like, this is below me. Like, the pay is low. Like, this is, like, a job I would have gotten in high school. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, I ended up getting, like, a job in my field through that. I ended up meeting, like, I found a family. Like, I, like so many things. And it, in a, something that, like, my mom was like, why are you doing that? It seems like you're moving backwards. Like, and, it, and it, so things can feel like they're a terrible thing. Like, when COVID happened, my mm-hmm. life got very bad when COVID happened. But it ended up pushing me to be way better than I would have been if it never happened. So, yeah, that is that is a good thing to think about. That just, even if something goes terribly wrong, it, there's a reason for it. And I used to think that, you can say what you want to say, just one more thing. Um, I used to think that me going to school in New York 
was this horrible, terrible mistake. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that was the worst mistake of my life. Mm-hmm. But it taught me so, so much. And really, at the end of the day, like, it didn't leave any permanent damage on my life. And I think that's one of the reasons, like, subconsciously, deep down, I'm afraid of this because it's a similar type of thing, like, moving really far away, somewhere really expensive to pursue a big dream. So I think in the back of my mind, I'm just a little afraid that I'm going to make a mistake. But then I will, and then I'll figure out what I'm doing next instead. I have two things to say. So I'm always referencing stuff that I heard on TikTok, but something that actually... Has you know what you can do is you can always just say, I read an article. I, yeah, no, I'm always like, I read this... I saw a TikTok. <laughs> like, I'm always trying to start off like it's some educated statement, which I'm not saying it's not, but it was from the, the clock app. But so this person was just saying, like, people are always scared to just move somewhere with no money and to just go do something with no money and no plan. But in reality, like, you're flight or fight or flight response will kick in and you're not going to allow yourself to be homeless and broke you know you're that's what I always keep you're gonna find a way you're not lazy you're disciplined you're an adult like you're going to do what you need to do and you might be struggling for a minute but like that's just a moment of your life and that's a moment of your life that will be humbling and that will teach you so much about survival and about you know individuality and like making your building your foundation you know and the other thing that I was going to say is um my two favorite emotions are fear and excitement. Um, people are like, why do you like scary movies? I'm like, dude, you can't get this feeling anywhere else. Like, you can't, you can sit in bed and close your eyes and make yourself cry. You can think about something so sad. You can think about I something that, yeah, you can clench your fists and <laughs> think about Tuesday. something that makes you, <laughs> exactly. You can think about something that makes you so angry. Your, your face is getting hot just thinking about it. You can sit there and your stomach's going to turn because you're so anxious about something you're thinking about. And you can, your eyes might water and you're thinking about something that makes you so happy. But you can't really, in like, get excitement out of nowhere. And you can't really get scared, you know, like real fear. So doing things that scare you and doing things that make you excited, like, that is just such raw human emotion that, like, needs to be felt. Like, it is just, like, that's something you can't get anywhere else. And, like, that's just part of life. And, like, it's just something that you should just eat up. Like, I just eat that shit up all the time. Whenever I'm super scared and, like, nervous and just, like, I don't know what's going to happen, I'm just, like, it's just a thrill for me. Okay. Well, next time I have you for dinner, I will make you a huge bowl of fear. <laughs> um, Thank you. But I like that because now next time I'm terrified, I can remember to be grateful that I'm feeling that way because I do always remind myself that, all the the good things in life can only be with all the bad things Mm -hmm. and you know it's that thing when when bad stuff happens you can at least say like well at least I'm not blind or at least (laughs) like you have to like go to the at least I'm not dead like you can like make it okay that's how I like to but but also the point you're making about how you can close your eyes and have all those emotions it it kind of like points out how powerful our brains are Mm -hmm. and how emotions are really just hallucinations and there's literally just a sensation yeah and that and it'll pass so you might as well just soak it up and feel it while it's there wow that's beautiful (laughs) it that reminds me i wanted you pointed out this out to me um you like we talk about manifesting Mm -hmm. and that's also a big thing affirmations i feel like that's something that's brought me some peace is just like reminding myself like i'm doing great anything I I anything that I um I think people think a lot of people have this false sense of manifestations that it's just like yeah like I've seen stuff on like TikTok that's like um what are the like she read an article yeah I read an article where like this girl like says like um like I will be tan or listens to this (laughs) sound that's like makes you tanner and and that's and it, yeah, if you think about manifesting like that or affirmations like that, obviously it sounds stupid. Mm-hmm. But I always write like I don't want to say vague affirmations, but not like I will land a job at this uh company in this position. I'm always like I will end up in whatever position I'm supposed to be in mm-hmm. or I will end up with the person that is going to make me so happy when I'm supposed to meet that person. Like, everything is just, it's 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 kind of specific, but it's not, like, you. because, again, you 
your wants may change and also a lot of times what you think you want isn't what you actually want or need so anyways but you pointed out that and i i would say the biggest people who criticize manifestations and affirmations are like men (laughs) period (laughs) but like specifically um like crypto finance bros gym bros that era that kind of genre rather Mm -hmm. of men but you pointed out that it's the exact same thing as when they say right they're doing it too yeah what do they do they Um, i forget i forget what i said but i know what you're talking about if you can dream it you can do it Mm -hmm. type shit or just like you gotta believe you you can to do it yeah they're just always preaching the same thing just in their own way and then they turn a blind eye to you know someone else's form of the same type of manifestation you know yeah they're just mad because it's like we make we like draw it with like curly letters yeah it's just prettier and more magical um all right um well i wonder do you have any do you I mean, based on all the answers, I already feel like I know exactly what you're going to say. But do you think there are any um, negatives to your approach to life or things that sometimes aren't helpful? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The short answer is no, but I'll I'll say that um, the only thing I can come up with is possibly like... Unemployment. (laughs) (laughs) Precisely. Um, possibly just missed opportunities because when you're prioritizing yourself, you know, um, you're not going out and having experiences that other people are having that they're inviting you to, or, you know, if you're working less shifts, then you might be coming across less traffic per day. You know, you're not seeing so many faces, so you're missing opportunities. But, um, I believe that whatever is there for me is waiting for me and will find me as long as i'm out getting it and whenever i'm out getting it i'm gonna go get it so yeah so no (laughs) in short no but the long answer is possibly but that doesn't affect me because i wasn't there to experience that so um okay i wanted to for today's bob dylan quote it's about um temperance because i feel like that's kind of the theme of this whole episode um it's from mm, she belongs to me and there's kind of a couple lines that I really like. My love, she speaks like silence without ideals or violence. And I feel like you just were talking a lot about how um, you you don't yeah you don't idealize your life. You just let it be what it is, and you accept it. And more importantly, you celebrate it, which I think is something that's really hard for a lot of people do to do. And also, some speak of the future. My love, she speaks softly. You're not worried about the future. Um, you're just in... They also said... This isn't what Bob Dylan says, but um, someone interpreted interpreted that line as some speak of the future. My love, she's into now. And I feel like you just embody living in the present. That is so me. Yeah. And it's something I really admire about you. And finally, you literally said exactly this, and I had no idea you were going to, but... Um, <laughs> uh. My love winks. She does not bother. She knows too much to argue or to judge. And I feel like you just were talking about how much you don't want to cast judgment on other people or argue because you know that it just comes from your own wounds or other people's own wounds. Exactly. Um, so before you go, you should talk about what you do, what your business is, and plug your uh, socials. I'd love to. So <laughs> I... I am uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I make I wrap crystals. I make jewelry and crystal sun catchers. Pause. And I think I'm glad you said I'm glad you called yourself an entrepreneur because any uh, like young entrepreneur that you see is going to be like gr- is going to embody grind culture. Like I'm up at five a.m. I do this. <laughs> I hustle. And I, you know you yeah. are an entrepreneur successful and you don't feel the need to be so extra and showy and I just think that's something to point out thank you yeah um because I don't get up at 5 a.m and (laughs) I mean I grind on my own time so there are days sometimes consecutive days in a row where I'm 
sitting there working for 12 hours straight, you know, I mean, I'll go pee, but like, I'm just working because I'm in that creative mindset and like, I don't want to stop until I'm finished. And I work when it comes to me. And if I have an idea, I might jot it down or like sketch it in my notes app. But um, yeah, I really just take everything how it comes. And as soon as I have a creative idea, I might try to like map it out if I'm not at home. But if I am at home, I'll just start working. Like that's pretty much what my schedule is. And sometimes it is long hours. Sometimes I'm like, damn, like, why did I do that? Like I could have just like went outside for an hour, but like I was just so driven into it. But um, other times I'll go a whole week without touching my work. But anyways, what I do is I um, I make crystal sun catchers, I make jewelry, um, like body jewelry and, you know, necklaces, bracelets, whatever, and I do macrame crystals and I'm looking forward to doing some more stuff. I want to incorporate more home decor and I also, uh, per Meg's recommendation, I would like to start doing intuitive jewelry as well. Um, And also, I've been really getting into palm reading. I started reading this, like, just introduction to palm reading book uh, a couple years ago. Read half of it, put it down. And I just picked it back up recently. And um, I really want to start getting into that, too. I'm really into just anything intuitive with a little science backed into it is really my thing. I'm super into it. So, anyway, my Instagram is crystal with a k underscore keej. It's k-e-e-j. And my website is keejscrystals.com. And you can find that in the bio as well. Correct. Well, Kay Nasty, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Uh, Thanks for getting busy being born. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Take my advice Or you'll curse the day You started rolling down 